Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Jiggers podcast. Um, This is episode two. My name is Hannah Norris and this is... Carl Donnelly. Yeah, he's here as well. It's the two of us. Yes. Uh... I was hoping to have a guest this week, but it's just it's just me and Carl again. Yeah, um, I'm very I've been very keen on getting. But, but we have got guests for an episode lined up very soon. Yeah, for our next but, one. Yeah, for. But this I one. wanted her to be our our first guest. Exactly. And we had some little scheduling issues, which meant it didn't happen this week. But she'll be on next week. So, uh, it's just me and Carl again, talking about stuff. Yeah. To do with stuff um which says come on say the words <laughs> which are it's very early. keith cheggers keith cheggers is rhyming slang for preggers which is slang for pregnant yes and that's what i am if you are pregnant you have a baby inside you accept it <laughs> yes i don't accept it i totally no, I accept it i just i'm still not very obviously not good at saying it out loud um and here we are at week seven of this pregnancy of mine yeah um and so yeah as we're gonna do throughout this whole series is talk about sort of what's going on for me and for us as we go through this pregnancy um what we're finding out what we don't know about which week by week hopefully is going to become less hopefully we're going to find out more things and become more educated and feel more prepared for what's coming yeah i've read a book this week yes um i read uh, french children don't throw food which you had read previously and recommended yeah and i decided to read it in between episodes yeah so we can have a little bit of chat about that a bit yeah. later on um yeah which we've both really liked yeah there's definitely cool. obviously a lot of it is to do with parenting yeah um rather than the pre-stages that but there is also quite a lot about birth and pregnancy in it as well but with parenting as well like this is the time when it's good to start, like, I think this is a time it's good to start thinking about that and talking about that because some people can have very different views on what parenting should be yeah. like. And from their own experience and their own, the way that they've been brought up, that can be different from your partners. Totally. So with those expectations, kind of looking into that and at least having a little bit of an eye on it. And right? this is the time you've got to actually read and think about it. And, you know, yeah. other, once they come along, you're in it. You know what I mean? Obviously, then you're learning on the job. and Yes. Yeah going to be much more pressure and and impulses and from kind of yeah your own definitely from so actually, instinct is which is good which is what hopefully a lot of it will come from but but it's good to have some education in the run-up to it i think yeah and and personal stories as well which is what um with the guests that we will have on throughout these weeks throughout my pregnancy um 
uh, they will share their own stories and we'll learn things from them as well. Um, so week seven, do you remember what size the baby is supposed to be this week? No, hang on, was it raspberry? That's right. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, little raspberry. So it went from blueberry last week to raspberry mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Yeah. And so last week there was, we talked about a few things that were coming up this week. And so the major one of those was that we went for a scan um, which, like I said, I had no idea what it was for, but because we'd done IVF, um, that was just that was uh, programmed for us at a certain point. We were going to have a scan after they'd found out that it was a positive pregnancy test result. Yes, I was thinking in the shower earlier, like if we hadn't done it through IVF, then how even more clueless we would be have been at this point about well, what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Once you've weed on that stick, it's like, oh, so now I've got to go and see a doctor and yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, we're lucky currently to be being guided in a system by the same, you know, the people that got us to this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So, in that case, maybe hopefully this podcast can become some info for. Yeah, so you have to get a scan at some point quite early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I assume just like you always think of a scan as you know when you first see a picture of a scan. You know, yeah, your friends put it on Facebook or something yeah. like here's the baby. Like them scans look quite far down the line. Yeah. I didn't realise that, yeah, I didn't realise there was other scans that were to be done. Yeah. So we've, we've had one this week. Um, and just like kind of other tests and things we've done, are like through the follicles and through kind of the pre- previous bits before we got to this stage. <laughs> Very clear, Hannah. Um, it's an ultrasound. And I, th- I, was, I was remembering that the doctor, remember when she, she said to me, so they insert like a... I mean, it's sort of wand. like a dildo. Yeah, it is like a dildo. I was going to say wand just for uh, to keep the... Yeah, a wand. <laughs> a dildo. You can say dildo if you like. It's got a camera, some sort of camera on it. Yeah. And I think a condom on top of that and some lube. Yes. Yeah. They really... It is a dildo, let's be honest. I mean, the more you say it, the more it sounds like a massive dildo. Yeah. Um, she inserts that into you and then um, she's got a screen where all, you know, as she kind of moves it around like looks at different parts of your insides and when she first just before she started she said to me okay now I just want to warn you um don't worry about my facial expressions yeah I know (laughs) it was weird she's like some people look at my face and they might get worried um but just not I'm just concentrating well yeah you could see she was so concentrated because it's uh, I you couldn't see the screen at that point I could and there it because obviously it's such an accurate ultrasound camera you mm. know every millimeter of movement on the screen looks huge so when you're watching the screen it actually looks like quite aggressive like it looks like they're really yeah. moving it around but obviously she yeah i mean you're th- definitely getting probed yeah but she's not like she's not waving it around in there is no she? but if i mean it it's weird it feels like it's a bigger space than you think is there what if it's like a baby's going to be in there surely yeah. but it's not all the way up there it's not up in the baby space it's just in your normal normal bits vagina bit oh god <laughs> I, th- I think I'd hope so I don't think you can get past the cervix no but then oh, so the ultrasound is just seeing it she doesn't get yeah. right up yeah, there yeah she doesn't get right up in <laughs> there that we are not yeah. uh, as aware of what they're doing so can. yeah I got obsessed with looking at her facial expressions right. and she was very serious and yeah, very yeah, yeah. concentrated um, but then she did turn the screen around to show me and you could see the heartbeat you could a tiny little thing with a little heartbeat in the middle which was really exciting exciting it was and also it was like 
um, what we should probably say, they said it. Um, they said everything looks great. They said the baby's heartbeat at this point is a tiny bit slower than they'd probably be a hundred percent. Like right, that's everything is perfect. Yeah, they said everything's great, but that that's heart rate is a tiny bit slower than we'd normally like. So we'll just come. We'll have another look in a few, like in a week. Um, but even the heart rate looked fast. Yeah. So I don't know how fast it's meant to be beating. Well, that's what I've um, since that I've learned. Around this time, it's supposed to be 150 to 170 oh, beats per minute. Word. That is, that's above the fat burn zone on my Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> if I hit that, I'm really going for it. Yeah. But it wasn't like, it. I mean, as you can probably tell, it made me laugh to see it. Yeah. That was the surprise that it gave me. Well, I didn't know at this point it would have a heartbeat. I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I that was one. thought it would be a blob. I thought that was maybe something we were going to find out. And I was right. Yes. That we did see a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, so it all seemed fine. And she also said we can only see one baby in there. Yes. So the second one that we'd been kind of talking about last week as a possibility, because the two embryos were yeah. transferred, um, the second one has Doesn't made its own decisions there. and become... It might be hiding. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I thought as well. She kept saying we can only see one. Yeah, she never said there's definitely only one. So, so I, she's I left it open. I haven't fully let go of that yet right like i know you're saying yes there's one i'm like yeah there's one but i'm like I'm just maybe saying, there's one hiding you know i'm just trusting her leanings which which is something until we saw chris this morning he said oh how do you you must be happy about that yeah. we hadn't talked about how we felt about there being one or two i think i'd lean towards one yeah that's better i mean that's better first time around from what i gather first time around no matter how many books you read and how much prep you do it's an absolute shock to the system so i feel like getting two at once just feels like you know but great, I mean, amazing. Yeah, if that happens, then yeah, then, then that's totally what we want. And yes. that'll be great. <laughs> I, would, I would be totally open and accepting of it. But I just think, yeah, I think it might be a little bit more manageable if, if it yeah. is one. Um, but yeah, like Carl said, when she kind of finished the ultrasound and then she went to see her consultant or her senior and then came back in and said, look, the heartbeat is a bit slower than what we'd like. Uh, now, I, don't, I mean, I didn't really like that didn't like hearing that she she was very I said is there anything I can do about that and she said no just keep doing what you're doing don't get stressed um take it easy like look after yourself but there was nothing particular that she could suggest to um try and change that um but she also did stress she was really confident in saying like this isn't something to worry about yeah it's just she's basically they're at, at this stage, it's like they just want to make sure they want to, and throughout pregnancy, you want everything to be perfect at every yeah. stage, don't you? That's natural. So I think she just wanted to just make sure, like, you know, to point out it's absolutely fine. But which know. straight away meant that I Googled on the way home. Um, and that's where you find out, or I found out, you know, a lower heart beat can then be a sign of miscarriage that the baby isn't developing how it should be although she said the size was totally yeah normal great it was just this heartbeat being slightly slower and I was also I was a bit annoyed that I hadn't found out how fast the heartbeat was which I think they can tell you uh, so I could know sort of what how slow it was yeah in comparison to what was normal um so that that gave me a like I wonder if I put my Fitbit on your belly to pick it up no probably not okay um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that did make me a little bit worried. And yeah. also in terms of this podcast, I was like, we've done it too soon. Like, shouldn't be talking about this. It's it's still so unknown. And yeah. what if it happens now? And 
you know, having to then record a kind of follow up weekly episode and and not feeling so great or not feeling so confident. Um, Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, I was I was a bit uh, worried, definitely for that day or so. Um, But then sort of managed to turn that around. One thing was that I had acupuncture again. And that makes me feel sort of more in control. I have a, feel like I have a really good um, relationship with my acupuncturist and she explains a lot of things to me that that in the hospital um, they don't necessarily go into. Well, she gives me her insight into yeah. it. Um, and I mean, although she, I told her that and I thought maybe she'd go, oh, well, we can do this to fix it. She was like, well, it's up to the baby. Yeah. Which as well made me feel okay. I was like, okay, well, that's, it's out of my control. I'm doing what I can yes. by kind of eating well and and resting and looking after myself. And, you know, things she said were important, but eating lots of minerals, that was her her big thing, yeah. eating lots of minerals. Um, but, yeah, that just made me feel better seeing her. And then as this week's been going on, I've been feeling more kind of confident about that. I've been doing a little mantra as well. Yes. I just put my hands on my stomach and say that everything's <laughs> normal and good and a heartbeat is excellent. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, but I think that's an... I, I genuinely think that's a really powerful thing. That sounds so sort of new agey, but that thing of... You can, you can only do your yeah. best, you know. Yeah. I think... A lot of people, I think, and it's natural, a lot of people with pregnant women, I imagine if anything goes wrong or you know, feel like a sense of failure or something, like they've done it. But, you know, obviously there's things you can do in pregnancy to do negatively affect. Drinking gin. Yeah, if you just get, if, you know, if, you get, if, you're, if you're smoking 40 a day and drinking, like, you know, obviously that's detrimental. But I think if you're living well and giving your body the best chance, if the worst case scenario happens then you haven't failed at anything, you know. It's a, it's very, very much a, well, maybe it just wasn't meant to be, whatever. I think that's yeah. quite a good sort of um, yeah, exactly. mind but frame to get into the fact that it is, that baby is now, it's, it's, you know, it's starting to work itself. It's doing, you know, it's doing its own thing. And that, But that thing definitely of seeing that heartbeat, it was another level of, oh, shit, this is really It's a happening. real little person. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the the yes, yeah, becoming. But that we want person. as well, you know. Yeah, I think you could still be. I I think it could be easy to disconnect if if it wasn't a pregnancy that was wanted and yes. that you, you didn't want to continue. But um, for me, it was like, oh yeah, we're going on to a next level. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of growing this baby. Um. So yeah, that means the past week we still have been doing bum injections. Yes. And, Although we had a few days off where you did your leg because yeah, it was getting a little bit um. Just words. relax some tough, tough old muscle in. Yeah, I think the muscles were getting a bit sort of um, rigid. Yeah. But they were fine. But yeah, it was just getting a bit more, um, I had to be a bit more accurate with my aims through the valley of... Which really, I mean, when it's when it's just the size of a needle going in, it shouldn't be that no, hard to hit. But I suppose if you've Not been... the you've, tough muscle. You know, it's been how long and since we first started them injections? I don't know. Ages. It feels like ages. <laughs> four weeks. Yeah, four weeks of bum injections. You know, your, your your bum cheeks are going to be like, come on, mate, can you give, yeah. me, give me a break? I give them a good ro- go on the roller sometimes. Yeah, we've got a foam roller which I bought for um, stretching back. out my back, uh, and it's actually become quite a good tool for you to roll over on the yep. in on the injection marks to sort yep. of 
loosen up the oil into the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tip we've just come up with. A little bit of... A little bit of bum rolling yeah, going on. Yeah, get your bum roller going, guys. Great <laughs> tip of the household. week is buy a bum roller. <laughs> we could um, be, be some merch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep Chega's bum rollers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get those made. They'll be available. I'm, gonna, I'm, write, I'm writing a note about that. <laughs> Later in the season, they will <laughs> yeah. be available on our online shop. Um, and, I mean, one of the big changes from in this week as well is that I have started getting some symptoms well, Do you I call think, it symptoms? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, symptoms, it's not an illness, is it? Uh-huh. Um, you've got, so you, you've shown some physical... Signs? Science is a good word, I think, to take the negative out of it. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that's made me not sort of overthink that oh, the heart rate is a tiny bit slow. Mm. You know, in the fact that you're actually before that, you weren't showing any signs. No. You were totally... We were joking about, like, oh, you're going to be one of these hippie, cool women that doesn't get any morning sickness and all that. And then this week, the fact that Pretty much week that, seven, go. Yeah, you've actually started to... Your, yeah. sense, your sense of smell has yeah. become almost superhero-like. Yeah, it's like... it's. I mean, I have a new... I mean, I love dogs anyway, but I've got a new kind of connection to them now. Yeah. All the smells they're smelling. There are so many smells. Well, I mean, now I have to warn you if I'm opening the fridge in our yeah. house. And it's not, we haven't got a smelly fridge. We don't eat no. cheese or anything. So actually, it's quite a pleasant, natural smelling fridge. No, but last week I got you to make a lasagna, which I yes. love so much. It's so good. It's a vegan lasagna that has spinach, like tofu ricotta, cashew cheese, yeah, yeah, yeah. lentils. It's delicious. I'll put the recipe up somewhere. Yeah. Um, which was delicious, but the next we put it in the fridge, and the next morning I opened the fridge and I could smell it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it was too intense." Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm definitely getting some smells, and then starting to feel a little bit sick. Well, I'm yeah, not, you're not being able to eat um, some of the things you would normally be. Yeah, eating. yeah. I have to I'm having to think a lot more about what I do feel like I could eat. Um, which bread is good. Bread. Um, almond yogurt, you had the yeah, other that's night. Good. That yeah, works. Yeah, um, plain stuff, really. Yeah, but which is which again is like oh shit! But I'm supposed to be having lots of minerals and a load of spectrum and yeah, loads of yeah. different foods and kind of the blood building foods and all the stuff that I was eating um, before this time, which is really good for me. Suddenly, like oh, but I just want to eat brown bread. Well, yeah. When you, today, you, when you said you couldn't face eating any beans, yeah, not baked beans for anyone. Basically, um, you, you're a big fan of a, a Mexican bean, yeah. dish that we cook them regularly, different types, um, and or breakfast beans, like a sort yeah. of baked beany, baked beany type, but homemade. Yeah, nice bit of bread. Um, that's almost like your go-to. That yeah. with some greens on the side, and um, that's the first time I've ever heard you say you couldn't face beans. Yeah. So that is a big development. But I haven't actually, like, I haven't been sick at all. No. I'm just quite nauseous, and it's there in the background, and it's definitely there from last week when I was like, oh, I think I might be getting nauseous. That's like one percent to this, which can be sixty, seventy yeah, percent. Yeah. Um, and I've got super tired this week again. Yeah, you have. <laughs> You've been so tired. <laughs> Crazy tired, which, um, you know. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah again, you've been but, resting. We've had more time to rest. Yeah, we, we, went, we went away because Carl had some gigs and we went to that wedding as well. Um, and in the car, like, like a baby, it just yeah. the motion starts going and I'm like... <sighs> Um, and, I, yeah. <laughs> um, and we mentioned that we, I was worried about like how will we get by without telling people. 
at the wedding. And yeah, it actually worked out all right. I only I only told one person, and that was the one person who was the most shocked that you weren't drinking. And it was late in the evening when everyone was quite drunk. Over the day, it just managed to work out that you know it wasn't that obvious. I would have guessed yeah, so early. You're very um, astute. Yeah, you always spot when people's behaviour has changed. Yeah, from that's last true. Time you saw them. Yeah, most people don't have that. Most people yeah. aren't as no inquisitive curious inquisitive is a better way of describing that Um, but no but no one had said anything or noticed yeah my friend Del just very I just said what do you want to drink I said it I was up at the bar with him he said what should I get Hannah and I said she's fine and he just went I get it and he just knew he just knew straight away he made a baby he made made a baby bump uh, act out with his hands which I then sort of stopped him and said don't tell anyone it's too soon yeah, but we well, we definitely had we'd gone out for drinks the night before the wedding, and I I was very proud of my um, drink disguising that night. Yeah, what did you go for? Well, I had a bitter lemon first, but the drinks that I got, I made sure they put them in the same kind of glass that yes. a normal gin and tonic would come in, and then I had just a soda water, I think. Yeah, and took control of my own ordering. Very good. Um, but that I mean, then then I got a little bit annoyed about the glassware situation that. Because then at the wedding, when I had to have an apple juice when everyone else was having the champagne, the kia, yeah. I was like, this is so obvious. Yes, it was. Like for me, that's that's signal straight away. Yeah. Not you know, and that's that's fine. We actually didn't have to deal with deciding what to say if somebody asked, except for Carl with his friend. Yeah. Um, but there was also another uh, <laughs> symptom or obvious thing that I was. Uh, well, I've got to this stage now where I'm saying I think I might be pregnant. Yes. Because I feel sick and because when something smells intense <laughs> yeah. or when I get really tired, I'm like, oh, I think I might be pregnant. So I'm nearly getting getting yeah. there to be able you to just, say it. You've still got to say it as if it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I might be pregnant. Um, but I cried. You did. You had a little cry at a wedding, <laughs> which isn't uncommon. I see many a couple having a, yeah. ended up in a sort of hallway with crying going on at weddings. <laughs> it's a very emotional places. People argue a lot. But this was sort of, um, yeah, you went from just being, you the, know. The people I'd kind of been hanging out with and talking to all night, they'd, just, they'd sort of gone. Yeah. Car was outside. I was smoking a <laughs> drunken cigarette. I don't smoke anymore, but I was drunk. So I did that thing about, it's a wedding. And talking to a random about Oh, I was. I up, yeah, I ended up getting into quite a long, deep conversation about ayahuasca tea with a, a chap I've met once before. Um, and we just got, I ended up getting time for, you know, got away from me and I'd left you for quite some time. And, and I was you, sitting at a table by myself and feeling like I couldn't go and dance. Because it was that point, the point in the evening where a lot of people were now on the dance floor. Quite a few people would sort of m- almost move to the bar just to stand there, just continuing yeah. getting hammered. So you basically were just... A, I went and a, sat in the toilet by myself for a bit. Like I kept. I went to the toilet about three times just to try uh, and do something. And just to clarify, I wasn't away for an hour or something. <laughs> no, this was like... It was about 10 minutes. I reckon it was 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. But you went, you know, I'd, I'd, that's, that's as well when I'd had people to talk to. Yeah, when I'd left you, you were in a yeah. very sort of in-depth yeah, conversation social, yeah, with two good. people. Yeah. So I was like, all good. And then I got carried away. But we didn't have it. There was no argument. No, no. no argument. I just went and sat in the. To- I went. I sat in the toilet for a few minutes by myself. Was feeling a bit sad and <laughs> the, abandoned, and sent him a text about feeling abandoned, which I actually didn't see <laughs> until very later on that night after this had all been discussed. Um, but then we found each other, and I in think you just hallway. said to me, "Do you want to just? Do you want to?" 
do you want to get a taxi? And I, all the tears just started springing up yeah, into my eyes. Just and I had to walk away. I just walked straight away into the hallway. Yeah, not not away. Like you weren't running away from me or something. You just wanted. You didn't want anyone to see you with tears in your eyes. No, nah, because I didn't want like. It would look like an argument. Yeah. Yeah. It would look like classic. Oh, it's that point of the night at a wedding. They're both drunk. Yeah. Absolute ding dong. But it wasn't. It was just, you know, you're getting a, your hormones and emotions were up and about. Yeah, it was a very long day. And, and I, was I tired. had abandoned you for yeah. 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and it's the first time I've been sober at a wedding. Which, how was it? It was fine, actually. Yeah. It was fine. Like, as well, at that point, I was nearly ready to get up and dance. I hadn't been dancing all night. But when I looked at the dance floor, because it wasn't, you know, it's your friends. Yeah. Um, I just felt weird inserting myself into some of those uh, But it's also groups. not just my friends. It was also other, my friend who was getting married has another sort of other group of friends. Yeah. So actually, I, what I noticed was a lot of my friends weren't dancing. They were around the bar, the bar yeah. area. So if you'd have gone dancing, you'd end up dancing with them. My friend Niall's yeah. football team. Could have really made you jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have see, cried. See what happens when you abandon me. <laughs> I would be crying. Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Man, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast. Talking to Actors with Anna Mann, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors on The Great Big Owl. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, so, I mean, the other things we've done this week, like Carl said, he's been reading a book. I've been reading French Children Don't Throw Food by Pamela Druckerman. Which is the book I talked about last week that I'd read, that That's I'd great. ordered. Because um, when I did a little search quite early on going, wow, what am I going to read? How do I learn anything? This one caught my eye. Yeah, it's lovely. So what I like about it, obviously it sounds a bit like, you know, sort of French, as if like... It's, it's going to be like French men women, are from Mars. French women don't get fat is the... Yes. Because it used to have a different name. It was called like Bebe, bringing up Bebe or oh, something. Oh, really? That's worse. Um, but it's basically just a writer who has moved to France and has uh, married an Englishman and they have children. They basically are based in France. It's about their experiences of watching French parents and how they deal with pregnancy and raising children compared to their American or British counterparts. Yeah. And it's so different. And just sort of being amazed at at how well-behaved they are. Yeah. 
And the whole thing is, yeah, what it's sort of the starting point of the book is her witnessing a French family having, is it lunch? Yeah. And, you know, and it is that thing of there's no screaming and shouting. There's no throwing stuff. There's no getting up and running around or running under the table. It's just Mm -hmm. they watch a family with young children sit and have a meal together yeah which to her is almost because they've been trying to speed through their meal because they've got a toddler there that they're like yeah. quick, we've got to do this quick we've got to get out yes and also yeah and then so that starts that's the starting point of the journey and then it goes through her, going through her pregnancy her experiences of french health system uh french midwives everything and she says, she says at every stage it was so different mm. to what she expected and what was you know, expected of her as well yeah it's great, like right? yeah, just and like I know it's so early to be reading this about parenting. Like I mean, but I caught you looking at prams the other day on a website. So let's, <laughs> you know, as much as I thought I might be rushing things reading a book about parenting, I, mean, I think you've definitely won that battle. You'll be looking at prams next week. I've already read that book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be painting a room next yeah. week. So you know, I'm definitely going to hold off on looking at prams. How good is the one that I found, though? The that's, one that's covered in leopard print. No, not that one. Although that one is good. I found I found one that's really cool and it's on, it's on sale. You know, it's only two hundred pounds. <laughs> only I saw, I saw pounds. one on someone on my friend's Instagram. My friend's friend has had a baby. I looked at a picture of the baby. Looked up who her mum was. Looked on her mum's Instagram. She had the best pram I've ever seen in my whole life. It's this cool, it's like turquoise. It's got a tiger on it. It's amazing. It's the best pram. So straight away afterwards, I was like, looked it up. I was like, pram, blue pram with the tiger on it. And it's a, um, it's a Paloma Faith designed pram. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And it costs £1,000. Oh, no, thank you. No. Um. But That's there's so a, cool. what I like about I think the, you know the reason I will as much as I thought originally it was probably early to read this book but actually once I finished it I was like no it's a very good time because I think one of the, the philosophical view of parenting in it is the thing I really yeah was attracted to yeah. you know that thought of it's having children from this from what I gather with French people is you know it's an addition to your life it's an addition to your you've got your relationship you're going to have a sort of child. And it just becomes a, it, it's not the be all and end all. They don't become the center point of your life. They yeah. become another part of your life. Yeah, and that you still have a life besides having your child yeah, and yeah. being a family. Because even like this, I, I do this thing when I read books that um, I have, I put little stickers in it sticking out for bits that really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, it was a Christmas present for my friend Susie. Yeah, please. but I'd had done it, I'd done it before, but she, oh, did she, was she the first, uh-huh. oh, it was a few years ago, yeah. so she gave me more uh, last yeah. year, yeah, sorry. She was the first person to give it to me and it's it's an absolute game changer. If you read him, they're little coloured stick, stickers and you just put them and they stick out the side and it means if you do want to go back, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. You do feel a bit like you're studying for something, though. But Life. I, do you know what? We're all studying for something, aren't we? Yeah. Um, there's this bit here which says, if your child is your only goal in life, it's not good for the child. What happens to the child if he's the only hope for his mother? I think this is the opinion of all psychoanalysts. That thing of, mm. it puts a lot of pressure on the kid if you're, if yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all that you look at and think about and care about. And you're, it's literally, like, I think it's a lot of, yeah, even like even subconsciously, that's probably a lot of energy to direct towards one person. And trying to make them the best human by making them feel special and like yeah. they're the um, to give them anything they want to try and achieve all their potential yes. and what they could possibly be. Which um, 
related to Carl Edved a book called Selfie earlier this year. And when I was reading it, about it's about narcissism, right, yeah, and yeah. the kind of culture today. There was things that you'd spoken to me about from that book that definitely kind of were highlighted again in this book about... Well, it's, yeah, that thing of constantly, constant affirmation and being told you're right. And, you know, it create we've created... They reckon it's, you know, one of the theories is that parenting in, in the sort of last 40, 50 years, whatever, has changed to the point where now children do grow up with a slightly heightened sense of their own self-importance. Yeah. And that, that's what I found really interesting about this. You know? And probably that's what, I mean, it's, would you say it's probably a middle class thing or kind of general? Well, they reckon it's general, yeah. you know, that's the fact that it's, they say that's one of the factors to why modern society is the way it is, you know, and um, and then things have come out of that, social media and that, that actually enhance it and enforce it and allow people to really explore their narcissistic traits. And, yeah. So it's all sort of a perfect storm, really. Because I know someone who commented on this book just said, you know, it's a very, it's very middle class Parisian world yeah, that this woman's that. in, that it's not necessarily everywhere in France or or different socioeconomic groups that she's involved in. Definitely, but. yeah. The stuff where it talks about going straight back to work and things like that that yeah. French women do. You know, some people don't have that luxury or option. or Yeah, so there's different. Or some people are forced straight back to work yeah. for financial reasons. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, factors. Yeah, it is, it is very much from her perspective. Yeah. But that's every book's from the yeah, author's yeah, yeah. perspective, isn't it? But, yeah, I, just, I really just found I liked that sort of... The, the thing it talks about how I think British and American parents uh, treat the kids as a project almost like to fulfill their own ambitions for that child yeah. rather than see the kid as its own entity who they should be there to guide and um, but allow to be and it's funny you know this will, this will be interesting when we start to talk to people who have children yes. already yeah because it's like, we're <laughs> saying this now them. and i'm saying it because i'm into like you know Buddhism and yeah. meditation. So I'm saying it from this perspective of me going, well, you know, uh, that I will allow it to be yeah, the will, person it wants to we be. We will eat the same food. The children are definitely going to eat yeah. the same thing, things as us and they'll be like, good yeah, luck with that Yeah, talking to friends who've got triplets going, yeah, well done, mate. Let's see how you <laughs> yeah. managed to convince three children to eat a curry at the same time. And another thing that we did this week was um, from the first episode, we decided we wanted to maybe re-record that because we weren't quite sure about a couple of things with it which one of the big things was that it was called Keith Chegger's yes. podcast we were like is that the right name and kind of which I thought was interesting in terms of naming things that we had a little bit of a freak out about well we've never named anything as a no. pair no but and, and we went oh my god have we got it wrong this is not what this is called yeah um so we tried both and, badly for our child Keith yeah, Chegg Norris Donnelly <laughs> or one word yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, we tried to re-record it, but and and came up with another name. But this is what it is. Yeah, we actually once we did, we started doing that. We were like, "No, what are we doing?" That's, yeah, you know, the part of this is about the learning. On exactly, the job. part of that part of that first episode was how much I couldn't even say the word, yeah. even though I'm starting to be able to say it more. And um, yeah. the yeah, the the cluelessness. I of think it. that should we should try and treat the podcast as a part of the the learning. And the journey of acceptance of what's happened, what is coming our yeah. way. Yeah. Um, another thing from this, the thing that I'm noticing is I'm not very good at responding to the question, what's going on or what have you been up to, what's happening? Because obviously for me, this has been the biggest thing that's happening in my life at the moment and for the past eight weeks, yes. um, particularly because of IVF and sort of the input and the time and what that's entailed and I'm not a very good liar so 
it takes a certain situation for me to try and avoid talking about that. But I was uh, I was just chatting with a friend on Facebook the other day and she asked me that and I told her what had been happening. And then she just said to me, she's like, oh, did, did you know that I tried IVF a few years ago? And I was like, no. And she's already got a son and she um, she's a single mother and wanted to try and have a sibling for him. And she said she'd done, I think it was like three rounds of IUI, which is sperm donation. Oh, yes. And then like four rounds of IVF and nothing. Oh. And it's one of those things was that you go, fuck, it's actually amazing that... This works. Yeah, that we've that this has happened. And it's also that taboo thing about when you don't talk about things, you don't know other people who've gone through that experience. And I know at different times in my life when I've been going through something, I don't know if I said this before, I just want to hear, I just want to speak to someone or hear from someone who understands what I'm going through. Yeah. And so for me, something like this will hopefully be helpful in that way. Yeah, I also, I do think as well with IVF, there's a lot of probably, um, there's not a stigma, that's the wrong word, but what I mean, I imagine some people have in the back of their mind, like, they, it's not, they're not going to shout about it. Yeah. Because they feel like we haven't managed to do it the normal way. Yeah. So like, you know, I know out of, in our age group, you know, I only actually know two friends who have done it. One, it worked. One, they had a bunch of attempts. It sadly didn't. Uh, but I guarantee there's, I, more. there's way more. That yeah. I, I don't talk about it. And it's because of that fear of sounding like a failure, which I think is silly. You know, yeah. I understand it. I understand it's, you know, it's easy to feel like you failed at stuff. But actually, I think it, it's a, it's better to normalise stuff that yeah. has a quite a low success rate. And why, does why have should taboo you, to it. Yeah, but why should you feel like a fa- failure? If actually, if you look at the odds... Yeah. They're probably slightly stacked against you. Yeah. So I think hopefully this will be that, you know, some people can go like, oh, actually, I, I, you know, we are trying it. It might be our first attempt didn't work or, yeah. you know, it's just to show it is a normal thing. It's- I remember that uh, thing we heard on the radio the other day where the woman was talking about her IBF. Yes. And she was, she was angry. But yeah. she was trying to, like, because it, it wasn't working. And she was getting fed like feeling like she'd been led on a bit it sounded like that yeah. that kind of she was she was kept going through it and nothing was happening and she was very frustrated with that but kind of blanketing it with this it's all fine but you well, could yeah. hear in her voice just, well, that's it. i think she was trying to hide the fact that she was frustrated why she's allowed to be frustrated yeah. if she if she really wants a child and she can't have one and ivf isn't working there's an absolutely understandable you'd be angry and upset and you know i think that is allowed as well yeah it definitely be judged so definitely. she it's sad that she felt like she had to cope it with a bit of like i'm fine i'm fine i'm absolutely yeah. fine so why do you keep saying you're fine then yeah um so i think i mean that's that's sort of what's been going on there's just a few little th- other things that i've been doing this week i've stopped wearing socks in bed or wearing them only sometimes yeah um but i now do because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh socks i've been told for um keeping the blood like the blood flow then goes to the uterus and in terms of this blood building it's it helps keep you warm so wearing socks while you walk around the house um, I love wearing bare feet I love getting my feet out whenever I can but <sighs> I think I have to have socks on right now and I also um, was told to wear them in bed because then that's still very warming but oh my god I got so boiling hot yeah, yeah. so I asked my acupuncturist and she was like if you're too hot don't wear them in bed I was like oh Thank God. Um, the other day I had a little bit of a, a flick through a few gender reveal videos. Oh, yes. Yeah, which is disgust, like disgusting. 
You were, what was you pointed out was interesting was um, just how crazy men go when they find out they're having a son. Yeah, it's, like they, it's I mean, really... This is a very, it's a very specific type of person who has a yeah. gender reveal party. If you don't know what it is, it's when... They kind of have a ceremony where often it's like you have two boxes and then you open it up and either pink balloons burst out of it or blue balloons burst out of it or you shoot a cannon off and it's pink or blue that comes out. Yeah. And yeah, when, when, and there's sometimes it looks like the mother doesn't know as well as the father or one of the parents or they both don't know. So, but always or mostly when the, when the, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a father, if it's a dad and the blue balloons come out. They just go over the top with how happy they and are. Then Matt, one of them just like went on this rampage of smashing things up but yeah. in a happy way. Happy yeah. anger was always very strange. Which I, and I find it such a crazy thing that's happening at the moment when we're talking so much as well about um, about gender and about um, kids not necessarily, you know, kids kind of discovering their own gender more and even the pink and blue thing. I was like, I thought that was in the past, but it's so strong and prevalent in these in them in sorts of things, things, yeah. But I also read that the woman who sort of is um, attributed for having the first gender reveal party, which is just in 2008 or something like that, um, that her daughter is now um, wears suits. She still identifies as a as she, but she likes wearing boys' clothes. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when you're looking like, this is the gender. It's it's like, kids in suits, uh. as we, we discussed at the wedding, kids in suits is creepy regardless yeah. of what's going on. And it was Halloween, on. so I think it kind of suits Yeah. Um, the other thing I was looking up was because uh, some friends of Carl's are having are getting married next year and it's yes. going to be at Wilderness Festival, um, which is about six weeks after I'm due. Yeah. So I did a bit of Googling about how young can babies go to music festivals. Yeah. Or how early can you leave your child with someone else no. <laughs> for a weekend? <laughs> I wasn't looking at that. <laughs> that's, that's one other thing it talks about in the book about French kids. is like, not six weeks is crazy, but, um, like, you know, first couple of years, you, don't, you shouldn't be afraid to go away for a weekend and leave them with a family member and stuff. You know, that sort of, yeah. the, the separation anxiety that a lot of overbearing parents have, actually it's good to, Break that not just for yourself, but for the child to give them yeah. a sense of autonomy, or give them a sense of a music festival. I mean, yeah, six weeks they can they can they can come to a music festival. Yeah, it seems like some people do it. I reckon we can do it. Yeah, but, but we what, did also. What about other people? My 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 issue isn't for you know what how difficult would it be for us? I often my often fear would be like oh what if it's disruptive for those around us? Well, they usually have family camping areas. Oh, that's fine. That's what, and, and there's but like then we've got here other people's kids. <laughs> so. Yeah, but then we'll be like getting tips and shit like that. Oh, we'll be parents God. then. We're gonna have to talk to other parents. Yeah, <laughs> hang out with other parents. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week, um, which will be week eight. Yes. Uh, we do have another scan um, to just follow up on that heartbeat situation. So. Which is hopefully is not a situation. Everything's just fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, and I now know it's between 150 and 170 beats per minute. So I'm going to ask exactly how fast it is, but be real cool about it. Like yes. as if I don't really know. Um, I think it's just a super chilled baby. That's yeah, my theory. I mean that too. Um, maybe we'll have, we'll have no more injections. That could be a thing. I would really we find out today. That, that, is, that would be my you know, dream right now. Is more than the to, heartbeat. Not, I mean, no, not more than the heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> heartbeat number one 
Um, yeah, but no injections in the bum. I feel like I've injected you in your bum for enough for one lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, you might have. More than any lifetime should have. Remember we got that frozen one though, you might have to do it again. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, that's the only things we know that are coming up this week. But I'm sure there'll be lots more uh, amazing info yeah. <laughs> about stuff that's happening. And we will have a guest. Yes. So uh, we'll be talking to someone else and finding out about what's going on for her because she is currently... Holding a baby inside Yeah, about her. eight. I mean, she looks like... About 10 months pregnant. Yeah, she does. (laughs) But I think she's just over eight. So I'm excited about that. Cool. All right. I'll be reading more things this week. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Yes. Carl's wisdom from other places. Dictionary Corner with Carl. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Keith Chegwin. Yeah. So we should. (laughs) Each episode is dedicated to the memory of Keith Chegwin. Yeah. Who Hannah doesn't actually know. I'm going to start. I'll start watching some stuff. Yeah, we'll do. I am checking marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week. I'm Jack Beaumont and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal, ideally both. Fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. Oi, 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 oi. family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.